This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. We start a new week on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B here on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, we're set to go. We'll start a new week here on this Monday, and we'll hope for a, a better week. I come into the uh, studio a little bit in a down mood. I, I just I'm thinking back on the weekend, and the weekend stunk. <laughs> it really did. The Pelicans lost twice. LSU loses at Alabama. Tulane drops their homecoming game. The Saints yesterday fall in overtime, and the weather was terrible. So, yeah, I got the Monday blues a little bit. Maybe Giselle from the Pelicans dance team, who's here in studio with us this morning, can help brighten my day. She already said that we have to stay positive. By the way, good morning to you. Good morning. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be nasty when I say good morning like that. but <laughs> It's all good. Yes. Uh, you know, when I moved here a long time ago, the uh, a coach that I used to work for, up in Missouri, he had played his college ball down here, he coached down here, and he said, he said a couple things about moving to New Orleans. He said one of which is, he said you could, you could completely shut yourself out from the world on Sunday if the Saints are playing, not know the score, what went down, or the else. But he said on Monday morning when you get into traffic or you're waiting for the elevator, you will know whether or not the Saints won or lost. Boy, was he right. Um, traffic this morning was not real fun, <laughs> and I was probably an active participant in the pout, the grand pout commute into the city. So um, with that being said, I should be more positive, right? I think so. I think we all need to be a little more positive about this. Okay. But you're right. I mean, Monday blues for sure. I think everyone's feeling it. I thought going into the weekend, we'd have some good news. I thought, yeah, I, th- I felt good about LSU. I felt good about Tulane being at home. I thought the Pelicans would maybe split that back-to-back. And then I felt really good about the Saints yesterday, but it just didn't happen. We'll talk about that today, of course. John DeShazer will be stopping by here at Studio B, give us his thoughts on yesterday's Saints loss to the Tennessee Titans. Our hope is also to bring Mike Triplett from ESPN.com into the room with us here and get his thoughts on not only the Saints game yesterday, but maybe where we stand NFL-wise after nine weeks. There's been some interesting results, and boy, it was... It was all-out war on quarterbacks yesterday. Drew Brees is in front of the media yesterday with a swollen chin and a busted lip, and Aaron Rodgers just got crushed yesterday. Um, Who else? Oh, Andrew Luck got beat up last night. And Ben Roethlisberger goes out again with injury. It was like a field day on quarterbacks. So it seems like, as the NFL wants, we have all these great storylines on Monday, and so we'll toss some of those around with uh, Mike Triplett. And I think think Daniel and I are going to bring up the interview that Alvin Gentry did after the loss to Dallas on Saturday night. Get you a little Pelicans today, too. We'll hear from coaches. They are are getting ready for the same two teams all over again on Tuesday and Wednesday. Dallas will be here tomorrow night and Atlanta on Wednesday, which brings me up to maybe why Giselle's in the building this morning. That's the Pelicans planner because we have a very busy week coming up. With that, real quick though, let me get this out of the way with regard to Domino's. Our good friends there have been taking care of us both on the Saints and the Pelicans side. But with the Saints scoring yesterday, scoring 28 points uh, in the loss, Domino's today is offering a 50% off all large pizzas at menu price today only. All you have to do is enter the promo code SAINTS at Domino's.com. Offer valid online only and at select Domino's locations. And again, another great offer brought to you by our good partners at Domino's Pizza. 
All right, Giselle, you are here to brighten the mood a little bit, and I you am. are doing that. Um, I'm a cheerleader. Yes, that's what I do. That's what you do. You do. You do it very well, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, I get the. Um, I get the chance to go around the NBA and see everybody's building, everybody's game night presentation, everybody's dance team. You guys are right there with everybody else in the league. So, oh, what well a compliment! Yes. Thank you. You guys are off to a good start, huh? Yes. What do you like about the squad this year, by the way? Oh wow! Well, I tell you what. Last year, I took um, a year off. I got married, um, and I missed it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I missed it so much, um, and I've made so many great friends, and I call them family. They're my sisters, and. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. It is just a blast, and the fans are wonderful, and you can't beat performing on that court, you know? It's the best feeling in the world. I talk in front of thousands of people a lot, but I don't know if I can get down there on that floor and do what you guys do. <laughs> kind of putting yourself out there a little bit. I tell you what, talking in front of just you is making me more nervous oh, than stop. performing on the court. Seriously, I've always been that way. Um, it's just something I love to do. But you're trying something new this week. I am. Yes. Are this you excited? I am. I'm super excited. All right. So we started this last week at pelicans.com. It's called the Pelicans Planner. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Brianna was first last week. So she was kind of the, the week one host. Giselle here is the week two host. That's right. And so she's in here today putting together your Pelicans Planner for the week, mm-hmm. which is probably good for me because right now I'm having a hard time getting from Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday. And we've got a lot going on this week. So tell me, what are fans getting now with the Pelicans planner? And, uh, and have you taped it yet today? Did we you already taped start? our week this you taped morning. taped the week. How'd we it did. go? It went really well, okay. surprisingly. All right. So what did you learn from taping the Pelicans planner that you're willing to share with us today? Well, what I learned is I'm actually, I'm pretty good, I think, in okay. front of the right. camera. <laughs> no, but honestly, the planner is such a great idea. It is new. But um, it's kind of your daily guide to everything Pelicans. You know, I wish we even could have done this sooner because I feel like fans want to know more and more about what's going on with the Pelicans. And now they do. So it's a great thing. I really love it. All right. So I'm going to grab a pen and paper. Where am I going this week? What do I have on my on my plate this week? Well, let's see. So Tuesday we have our home game. Right. And that is going to be our Veterans Appreciation Night. And then on, let's see, Wednesday they go away. And then also on, I want to say Friday, they yes. go away too. And they're going to Canada as well oh, for I their first time this season. Yes. <laughs> it's my yearly get the passport out of the drawer. Yeah. Week. They're going to win. They're going to win every game. Did you say that in the planner? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, we should do I, that, I'm Doug Tatum, who's win. also in Studio B. We'll have them predict the wins and losses for the week. And then they should get an extra <laughs> bonus. If they get it right. So Giselle is calling for wins, yes. I'm going for wins. That's right. All right. So Tuesday at home against Dallas, Wednesday at Atlanta. I can't believe this. We're going to be done with Atlanta in less than a week's time for the year. They're the – here's – I, I sat down last night and looked at the Pelicans 0-6 start, and I'm trying to put my finger on this thing, and I really can't. I'm just being honest with you. I think you're going to hear the same thing from Coach Gentry coming up later in the show. But here's one thing I know. Look at the teams that the Pelicans have played in these first six. Atlanta is the number one team in the East right now at 7-1. and one. you got to see them again this week. You've played Dallas, who's holding their own right now in the playoff standings. Orlando has picked up two wins since we last played them. Oh, and by the way, the Golden State Warriors are the number one team in the West. So... You got to give I, it to them. Right. And I don't want to say that at full strength, the schedule would be different or the results would be different. I'm saying they would be, I guess, um, in some form or fashion. But I will say this. 
Pelicans full strength against some of these other teams' full strength might be a pick em. And so even at full strength, you may have lost the majority of these six games. We'll see. But anyway, right. I know the concern around the team right now is they're concerned with how big of a hole will they be in when everybody comes back healthy. And so anything to limit the size of the hole right now is a good thing. So make sure you check out Pelican's Planner with Giselle because it's going to be a busy week. And she said a successful one, so I'm going to take that. Uh, let's see, I said Atlanta on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Toronto, as you mentioned, on Friday. And then we'll wrap up with a matinee on at New York on uh, Sunday before finally coming back home. So so there you go. So you're calling for wins. I'm calling for wins. All right. Did you do anything good or fun this weekend that can help change the mood of this <laughs> podcast today? I caught the Saints game. Okay. I tell you what, I was actually – I was uh, washing my dogs, and uh, my husband kept on going and being like, I'm going to go uh, in for towels. I'll go get the shampoo. And like 30 minutes later, I'm just standing outside by myself. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And I go in there, and he's just sitting on the couch, and he's all amped up. I'm like, hello, help me out back here. But no, Wait, uh, well, hold we on, kept on hold going hold. back and in. <laughs> Who decided the dogs would get washed during the Saints game? <laughs> it was it was a joint effort. Oh. It was a joy because it needed to be done. They needed to be washed. But I knew exactly where he was when he was like, I'll go get the towel. And 30 minutes later, and it was cold yesterday. So you brought so this up first, right? Yes. And then he agreed to it. <laughs> he did. See, you are newlyweds. That's right. This will change. This will change. <laughs> um, Hopefully not. You saw a movie at least. You did say that earlier when we walked in. Yeah. On a positive note, the new James Bond is pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. You should go check it out. I'll try and squeeze it in at some point here. <laughs> Well, good luck with the Pelicans planner. You said Thank you were you. really good. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said I wasn't as bad <laughs> as back, I thought. You're backpedaling now. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. And, oh, by the way, you said Veterans Appreciation Night tomorrow night at Smoothie King That's Center? That's right. It's okay. going to be fun. Salute the service is now fully underway in the NFL, too. Uh, by the way, the Saint Stations broke out the uh, camouflage yesterday. Will we see some camouflage with the Pelicans dance team tomorrow? Can Maybe. You, can you give us a sneak peek? or? I can't. It'll be a surprise. Okay. Good crowd expected for tomorrow night's game. Good opponent, too. Dallas. Tickets available, 504-525-hooppelicans.com. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, take a deep dive into yesterday's action at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. John DeShazer here in studio will be with us right after this. Join your New Orleans Pelicans this Tuesday, November 10th at 7 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center when the Dallas Mavericks tip off against your New Orleans Pelicans. It's Veterans Appreciation Night presented by the World War II Museum. Come out and honor the veterans who have served this country bravely. The first 8,000 fans in attendance will receive dog tags. Tickets start as low as $21. So don't miss out on any of the action and call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. It's the hottest comedy event of the year. The Comedy Get Down World Tour with Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, George Lopez, and Charlie Murphy. One hilarious night of comedy with the funniest comedians in the country. Get ready to laugh like you've never laughed before with Cedric the Entertainer, Eddie Griffin, D.L. Hughley, George Lopez, and Charlie Murphy. Saturday, November 21st, 8 p.m. in the Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. The Comedy Get Down World Tour. It's the best comedy show, period. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy text alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. 
When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time to take that deep dive into yesterday's Saints ball game against the Tennessee Titans and maybe the NFL in general. I've got two great guys to do that for me today, or with me, I should say. <laughs> John DeShazer uh, from NewOrleansaints.com, Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. I was um, pouting in the first segment about how rotten the weekend was with Tulane, LSU, the Pelicans, and the Saints all losing. But uh, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> and yesterday in overtime, it was the Saints falling to the Titans. Mike, we'll start with you. What did, what did you start to um, let marinate in your brain after the football game yesterday? Well, the inconsistency is going to define this team all year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had had their best three-game stretch, and then on paper you would call this their worst loss at home to a, a Tennessee Titans team that had lost six straight Lost at home to Tampa Bay earlier this year. I, I kept touting the schedule as a big reason for optimism. Schedule doesn't matter with this team. It's, you know, are they going to shoot themselves on the foot or not? Because we obviously see the talent. We see the defense growing. And we see the flaws. And uh, uh, they've said it all year long. Every week it seems like they're either going to have to pull it out <laughs> or they're going to lose. You know, they stay close. But all those, uh, you know, penalties and run game and, you know, big plays and uh, turnover ratio. Those things all really matter when you're not when you're not putting a distance between yourself and the opponent. There's no doubt. There is no distance, John. Whether it's wins or losses, this team has played on a razor's edge virtually every week this season. Yeah, I think the uh, operative term is margin for error. Yeah. They really don't have one. Uh, every time you turn around, you know, when they're talking about you know turning the ball over and committing those penalties, as Mike just said. This team just simply isn't good enough right now to overcome that. The old Saints teams had enough firepower on offense and had enough guys that could get some stops on defense to maybe they could make a mistake or two or three and overcome them. But, you know, the collective totality of it, they're just not deep enough and good, or good enough right now to be able to do it. You think the offense has turned the corner, and it looks like it has. They're piling up yards, you know, the last two or three weeks. But now the defense is really, really taking five steps back in terms of, you know, getting off the field on third down or getting critical stops. And then you have a couple of fluke plays, you know, against them yesterday. And, hey, uh, plays are plays. You still got to make the play. And, you know, you get a deflected touchdown as opposed to an interception. All those things add up. And all I know is when you look in the book, it doesn't say anything about a deflection. It just says a touchdown. So those are plays that have to be made, and this team's got to be able to do that to kind of raise their margin for error, so to speak, or at least eliminate those kinds of plays. Maybe I'm not smart enough, Mike, but I went into the game yesterday thinking this is going to be – a nice step for the Saints. They're taking on a Titans team that's possibly in disarray here. You get yourself to a winning record, and who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk they would be in that position after nine weeks? And then all the game did was back me up for the first several uh-huh. series, and then it just kind of almost fell off the table. So maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I've maybe I'm just too much of wearing the team colors, uh-huh. um, which that's that's what my job is. Um, but in so many ways. The game felt early like it was supposed to. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, well, that was what was interesting is, and I wrote about this today, Zach Streep put it in really good terms and, and sort of what a couple other players talked about. This wasn't a trap game. It felt like it might be. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they just come out flat? They've won three in a row. They're going to take this opponent lightly. That's not what happened. Uh, and it did just, you know, in, in the big picture, you can maybe chalk this game off 
you know, as a one-off, like that fluky play on the tip ball, uh, missed a field goal in the end. Uh, you know, there were a few things here and there that uh, the ball bounced a funny way. Titans played out of their mind uh, as the game went on. But it, it's the, the frustration is that they let those things, let a game spiral out of control, you know. I hate picking on the defense so much because you blame the run game just as much. You can blame a special team's fumble just as much. But it's such a shame that the defense can allow them to throw for four touchdown passes as that's happened. You know, cut cut that in half, and, and the Saints still would have had more more breathing room. If Forbath hits the field goal near the end of regulation, what's her conversation sound like today? Well, I mean, you're not dancing in the streets. You feel better. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those games where you feel good. I'm sure a coach would have said, look, there are a ton of things to clean up on film, which is true. Uh, but, you know, hell, any way you win it, you win it, and you'll take a win. Uh, but you wouldn't have felt, like I said, you, you're not going to be dancing in the streets about it. You certainly would feel better about it. You're 5-4 and four and everything feels a little bit better. you got a winning record. You win the game. You feel like, okay, we did a whole bunch of things wrong, and you were still able to steal one or able to win one. But you don't dress it up and pretend like it's more than it is because – you know, a lot of a lot of things were exposed that you know just can't happen in an NFL game if you expect to win. Sean, we were uh, we would have been raving about. I think the word everybody would have been using would have been resilience. We would have been like, right. you know, boy, they survived a one and three start. They survived a game like this. But funny enough, I I post something before I go into the locker room. I have a story that goes up, and I even told my uh, editor, I go, my lead is the same, win or lose. Nothing's going to come easy for the Saints this year. So that that it was going to be the story, no matter who won that game. Uh, the next few paragraphs would have changed. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it with the headline, though. I think that we've learned now through nine weeks that that is the theme of the year. And, and you can take a negative slant and say inconsistent, which is duly noted at this point. But like you said, I don't think anything comes easy for this team. And I guess we should have maybe known that at the start because of so many new faces or at least the youth of this team. Did we not see that or did you have an eye on that from the start? That's a good question. A little bit. Um, schedule and young team. I actually, I was pretty high on the team's chances earlier in this year, and had, we had that exercise where we had to go through game by game, and I had them at three and four, and finishing ten and six. And so I, I kind of thought it would develop as the season went on. Um, I thought the defense would be a little better than this, though, a little better, um, and maybe they still can be, but. I mean, it's hard to argue with 31st in points, 31st in yards. Again, it's just too many of these big play breakdowns, and they're not making enough big plays to make up for that. Let me ask you this, and we'll take a quick break. With regard to the defense, do we have enough now to evaluate this defense fairly, or do we have to look at the fact that this defense has never been all together at the same time at any point during these nine weeks, and so therefore it's too hard to grade evaluate whatever opinionate about the Saints defense well I mean I'd like to say the latter but I mean nine games out of 16 is a pretty big sample size I mean that's more than half so at some point it is what it is I believe I mean you know they've shown ability against everybody to to get a, a three and out uh, to get some stops to six play. of them yesterday yeah to, six yeah. three and outs yeah, yesterday. yeah right. we've seen this team play lights out defense for a quarter or for a half but putting it together for three or four quarters has been the problem. And at some point you just have to say, well, that might just be what it's going to be for, for a while because, you know, like I said, nine games is a pretty big sample size. Yeah, you've had some guys hurt and guys injured and, you know, they've worked their way back in. But 
at some point, you know, you kind of, as as Bill Parcells would say, you kind of are what your record says you are. You kind of are what you are. Yeah. You know, you are what your stats say you are. Speaking of injuries, Luke McCown, there's an interesting story about that. I'm going to ask you about that when we come back from a quick break, and then we'll look at what's next for this team coming up this week. We just march into week 10 immediately here after this podcast. So we'll take a quick break. We'll return Mike Triplett and John DeShazer. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Having a great roundtable here with John DeShazer from NewOrleansaints.com, Mike Triplett from ESPN.com here on this Monday, the Black and Blue Report. All right, yesterday, my friend, you uh, put together a piece quickly before the uh, yeah. kickoff that uh, there is news regarding Luke McCown, Saints backup quarterback, and maybe more importantly in this juncture, holder on special teams for extra points and field goals. What what do you know at this point? What can you tell us about what you were able to, I guess, glean from sources about Luke McCown's situation? Yeah, it was first reported by the NFL Network, and I followed up and confirmed that uh, um, it does look like back surgery is going to be likely. I think he's going to get a second opinion this wow. week, maybe today, uh, and that would probably be a season-ender based on the timetable and, and where we are in the season. And you hope that means nothing <laughs> as a Saints fan, but – we're in the locker room talking to Garrett Grayson, you know, about the one play away uh, concept today. So I think uh, um, we saw we, – we always kind of knew how trustworthy of a backup. Luke McThought we knew how trustworthy mm-hmm. he was as a backup option. Uh, we saw it firsthand earlier this year, and he's a great safety net for this team. And so they'll be walking that tightrope without a safety net if he's out for the year. Did this happen during practice? Do we know anything that about that? That I don't know. No, but, okay. yeah, he practiced fully on Wednesday, so it, it certainly must have happened at practice or at home or, you know, at some point midweek. Yeah, one of the great guys in that locker room down the hall, and uh, I hope the news is not true. <laughs> we'll go with that. Speaking of injuries, John, I know the linebacking core would really love some good news about injuries. Would we see some turn on that this week, or will you look for that as those injury reports start to come out on Wednesday afternoon? Well, I believe there's a nice possibility that Kakaha gets back. I, I believe that uh, we saw him some pregame yesterday, and he didn't look, you know, a gimpy. Now, of course, you know, he's not doing a whole lot, but he certainly looked like, you know, he would be progressing in the right direction. So 
you know, having him back, obviously a huge plus. Uh, having getting Ramon Humber back would be a huge plus because he's a special teams guy who plays on all the special teams units. So having him around certainly will will be beneficial. And um, and so you know maybe they'll have an opportunity to get those two guys back on the field. You know David Hawthorne got back yesterday. That's always good. And but you know it's it's pretty much all hands on deck. And I would imagine Kakaha being the critical one because he's a guy who applies pressure to the quarterback. Saints weren't able to get a sack yesterday on Mariota, who had been sacked 19 times in five games coming into the game, and they weren't able to get him on the ground. And uh, conversely, uh, the Titans beat up Drew Brees pretty pretty good yesterday. We were, they were pretty brutal with him. So, you know, the Saints need to be able to flip that man when they get, get to Washington. They, they need to be able to hit Kirk Cousins. That, that affects what happens on the back end of the defense. A lot of that, you know, they always say it goes hand-in-hand, hand, a pass rush and, and a secondary. So, how Kakaha is critical to what the Saints do in terms of pass rushing. Yep, we'll keep an eye on that. That's a major storyline this week. Before we all go out and hear from Coach Payton on this Monday, Mike Triplett, final thought from you. Is there a question or storyline that will be most prominent for you as the Saints turn to the Redskins now on the road this weekend? You know, what's funny is I was thinking about this in the locker room while we were talking to players. I didn't hear a, a Redskins question. I didn't think to ask a Redskins question, and that's kind of the difference between winning and losing. I think we're, you know, looking ahead after a win, like, all right, let's, what do you got? The Titans next. And now it's all about dissecting. Um, but, look, that's what it, this team is. It, it's more about this team than it is about the opponent. And if they can bounce back and win at Washington, I think they can sort of make up for what they lost yesterday because I think if, if you'd asked me, I didn't think they were going to win five in a row, and I was probably going to predict them to lose at Washington, beat Tennessee. Uh, so in the end, I you know, head into the bye at five and five is probably where they deserve to be. Um, but uh, but again, it's probably going to be one of those games where they're on the razor's edge, yeah. as you, you put it earlier. All right. Um, we always try to bring you guys that we trust, and we suggest that you use in your fandom and following your favorite teams, and that certainly fits the bill. Mike Triplett from ESPN.com. Thank you, sir. John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. We're off to see Coach Payton right now. We'll take a quick break. For those of you listening to our podcast, we've got a big segment coming up right after this. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, thank goodness for coffee this morning, that's for sure. And speaking of coffee, it's my Monday reminder here to you to uh, get in on the uh, Community Coffee Saints Selfie Sweepstakes. Of course, Community Coffee is the official choice of the New Orleans Saints for rich, bold taste to wake up the game and rattle the dome. To enter the sweepstakes, simply snap a Saints Selfie and share to Twitter or Instagram using hashtag Community Saints Selfie. To learn more, text TOUCHDOWN to 444 
nine. Let's wrap up on this Monday by getting the very latest from the head coaches. Um, first, Saints head coach Sean Payton, who just now late this morning uh, spoke to the media. It's a further dissection of the loss to the Titans. Let's listen in to part of his press conference just outside the We're our typical room. Monday day after the game, just kind of going through meetings right now with our players. Uh, a lot of corrections for us to make in that game. One thing you see on the tape is you preach details, and in each phase there's, there's elements where the little things come up and, uh, and, and hurt us in this game. Um, we felt like we had a little bit of early momentum that we weren't able to capitalize on, and those guys hung in there, and all of a sudden, you know, it became one of those long games, and uh, you know, we didn't play well enough. Uh, so there's a lot we got to correct on film and, and clean up. And, and I would say, look, it, just as much as we do with the assignments and the techniques as players, the same thing as coaches. Any questions? Were the areas you saw that needed cleaning up areas that had been cleaned up in, during the three games? Some, some were maybe uh, new to this game, and, and others were, were ones that, uh, that weren't necessarily new. Listen, there's some things we look at. We look at the tape. You know, it's a lot like your children. If if the behavior continues, you're either allowing it, you know, or uh, or aren't making making the corrections, you know. And and so the child's noisy at the grocery store five weeks in a row. At some point, I look at the parent. I don't look at the child. All right. So that's the Saints side of things. Meanwhile, on the Pelican side, now at 0 and six. They're in action tomorrow against Dallas. That's the team they played most recently. Saturday night's loss at Dallas prompted these thoughts from head coach Alvin Gentry. Coach, what did you uh, talk to you and your staff about after the game? Well, we just got to we got to try to find a way to put together a complete game. You know, uh, thought we did a good job in the first half, uh, good defensively, and. Uh, then in the second half, we gave up 65 points. You're not going to win if you give up 65 in the second half. How did Dallas get loose in the start of the fourth quarter? It seemed like they couldn't miss. Were they getting, were they making tough looks, or how did that play out defensively? It wasn't so much that. I mean, I think if you go back and look, we gave up three straight and ones. And so uh, that's just us being able to guard the basketball and keep it in front of us. And, uh, you know, we, we did a poor job of that. So they end up having three straight and ones. And, you know, we were once again back in the same place that we've been, battling uphill the rest of the way. So we just, like I said, we just got to keep plugging away and find a way to put together a complete game. You still sense your team, Coach, uh, plugging away, as you said. I know it can get frustrating at, at, a, at a juncture like this. Well, we're, we're playing hard. You know, uh, we're not always playing smart. We got to play hard and smart. And uh, we just got to do a be- better job defensively. We got to do a better job of keeping people in front of us. We got to do a better job in our rotations. Uh, we got to do a much better job of pulling in when guys are rolling to the basket. So um, just got to keep working at it. You know, nothing's going to change. We got to change it ourselves. So. How frustrated do you expect that y'all six games in, you haven't put, been able to put up a, a complete game so far? If I had that answer, I wouldn't be standing right here. You know, that's what we're working on. We're trying to figure out. Why can't we put together uh, 48 minutes of good basketball? We hadn't been able to do that. I don't have the answer. If I had the answer, I'd already have that solved. So we just got to keep plugging away and keep working at it. 
that's what you do. You know, we're not going to quit. And it's a long season, and somewhere along the line, you know, we'll get it turned around. But, you know, we have to have a sense of urgency in doing that. Excuse me? I, I can't hear. No, no, no. I don't think so. Fatigue was not a factor, no. It is early, and you guys keep saying it's early, but at some point do you worry about the hole you're, you're digging here for when you do get guys back? Oh, yeah. No, I, I worry about it after one game. You know, I just think that uh, we're in a situation where, uh, you know, we're in a very tough division. We're in an unbelievable conference. And so it's tough enough to make the playoffs when you're playing well. Uh, so to start off with, you know, 0-6, uh, it's, not, it's not what we anticipated, and it's not a situation where – it's easy to dig yourself out of, so we just got to keep working at it. And uh, there, there's no there's no easy answers, guys. There's no easy answers. We got to figure out a way to get this thing turned around, and the only way we can do that is through being locked in defensively, and then find a way to get more flow to our offense. That's 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 what we have to continue to work on. All right. So you've got the latest from the head coaches. We'll move forward from here. We'll look forward to a better week for the Pelicans as they have won at home and then embark on a three-game East Coast trip. And, of course, now the Saints, after today, will turn their attention to the Washington Redskins. Good stuff today. Thanks to Giselle for stopping by from the Pelicans dance team. But don't forget to check out her Pelicans planner on pelicans.com. Great roundtable with John DeShazer and Mike Triplett. Um, those are the kind of Monday things that I really enjoy. And then, of course, both head coaches for checking in with all of us uh, fans here on this Monday as well. We'll see you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Daniel Salerson will be hosting from the Smoothie King Center. Talk fantasy, of course, with Jake Seeley. We'll also preview tomorrow night's game against the Mavericks as a part of tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Help us spread the word. We call it No Appointment Radio. It's all for you, Saints and Pelicans fans, and it's available a number of different ways. Um, You can help us spread the word by telling folks that they can get it on their Pelicans app, their Saints app, both theme websites, and available on iTunes. We know that people still are using that as a subscription. It is free, of course. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.